0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 175 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. You there? Hey there. Hey. Yeah. It was a long silence.
1: Yeah, I'm here. I just ate a big, giant, juicy steak.
0: Oh, fun. New York
1: strip steak, baked potato, corn on the cob.
0: I had a DiGiorno pizza.
1: I feel like a fat bastard right now.
0: I had a whole DiGiorno pizza, and I did you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you just you just got done running twenty three miles this morning,
0: and I've been up. Yeah, well, oh, and I y'all. and I ate like shit all weekend because I didn't eat a lot, so. <laughs>
1: um, wow.
0: Yeah. Ugh. But I was uh, so I've been humidity, up.
1: Humidity humidity changed.
0: Humidity's less. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, I was gonna say yeah, this podcast this podcast I've been up since uh 5 a.m uh yesterday morning and uh, I'm now recording at 5:50 p.m Sunday morning uh all but maybe two hours of sleep in between so I'm running on I'm running on uh 36 hours straight up pretty much minus a little nap so
1: and it wasn't like you were just Sitting around. I mean No,
0: my buddy yeah. was running a hundred mile race up in northern PA and uh we just got home and uh uh we were helping him all weekend and then I had to start my run this morning to help bring him into the finish. I helped him the last twenty three miles and uh I started my run at one oh eight AM. So uh and I ran twenty three miles and I and I not just like flat twenty three miles, I was up in the mountains so I had 23 miles, and I had like 4,700 feet of climbing. Um, oh, my goodness. It was great. It was great. It was a good time. Nice and tired now. So uh, I took a quick – I called my dad on the way home. I was like, dude, I need a quick nap. So I took a quick yeah. two-hour power nap. I was watching Alone on Netflix, that show. My phone's on. Um, that show on Netflix, that's like – Uh. it's like Yeah. people get put out in the woods – and they have to live on their own. It's like Survivor, but actually p- tough. You know what I mean? People got they don't get anything, and they got to live out in the woods. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm addicted to I the didn't show. See that alone. On there. Wow! Yeah, it's it's like a, I guess it was on a TV network because <laughs> you can tell when they cut for commercials.
1: Oh, I did see that. I did.
0: see I'm that. obsessed with that show. Uh huh. But um, anywho,
1: I that you recommended earlier to speak on Netflix, Netflix, the, the you, Woodstock uh, Netflix. special. <laughs> The wood oh my god train wreck the wood stock, the wood uh stock special yeah that wow nine, 99 nine ninety that is
0: insane
1: <laughs> that makes you And you know it was in three parts if you got if you people have to see this is it, it it's in three parts if you have Netflix if you don't well then you know I don't know what Where to have tell you, you. Been? but um if it's in, yeah, if it's in three parts then I I watched the first one and I'm like and it, was, it covered day one, and then day two, and then day three in that sequence, according to the episodes, right? Yeah. So I had to watch it right now because I had to see what happens on day two. Day one was crazy. It gets worse so every time. Day two, you watch. Oh, day two is this awful, and you're like, there's no possible way that this could be topped. The 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 craziness of this concert could be topped, and but then you but you had to see and you had to watch you know the third episode and it Saturday got even worse brought. and you're like it did and you were like oh my gosh this this is the craziest thing i don't want to give it away but it keeps you going you have to watch i told my 80 year old parents to watch this and, right yeah and and they they both sat and watched it my mom doesn't your grandmother doesn't even watch movies um, your grandfather does your grandmother doesn't like to sit through movies she likes her other shows yeah uh, and she watched it and they loved it they had to they had to sit and watch just like us watch all three and they only like that kind of music can you believe that, You're, that my you, you was, picture your my grandparents pap was my sitting there watching limp biscuit my
0: pap was yeah. finally exposed to limp biscuit and Rage against the machine I think <laughs>
1: corn <laughs>
0: and corn oh my god papa gravel watched oh, yeah, corn mean... <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it's in a documentary. It's the whole thing's a documentary. I know, know? but so like they're that, only seeing small clips of what that, happened with with, the, without the, spo- the music part. Without you know?
0: spoiling it, each episode when you start it, you're like, dude, that thir- the next the next day at this concert, it was a three day festival. You're like, the next day at this concert can't get any worse, <laughs> and you're like, holy cow, how did they do? How did the organizers of the concert do even worse than the first day? And then the third day, I don't you're know like, how those
1: people get to and, jail.
0: And then the third day, you're like, wait. They did even worse than the first and second day.
1: Oh my god, it's terrible. It's like the, so, it's, like the, anyhow,
0: it's, like the so, it's like the it's like the depths of hell opened up in 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 Rome, New York.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But That is great. If I mean, you guys haven't
1: a, It was a great documentary. If you guys have better ones I've seen in a while.
0: Right, if you guys haven't seen it, just look up Trainwreck on YouTube. I mean, I'm sorry, on Netflix, and it's uh man, it's just something. Even, no matter what kind of music you like, it's crazy to see how out of control a concert organizer let th- something get.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Without a
0: doubt. train wreck might be an understatement so, of anyhow. the century. Oh, yeah. But anyways, all right, let's get into uh, our stuff here. I know you got a funny story. Let's cover what we've been working on first, and then we're going to go over your funny story and okay. um, a couple other things, and then we got some questions.
1: We got some other topics. And- yep, yep. All right, well.
0: Well, I'll tell you what I've been working on first. What I've been working on. Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go first. Oh, no, no. Okay. All right. No, no, no. no You go. go. (laughs) All right, I'll go. You go. All right, I'll go. go. Remember
1: that car? You go? Yeah. Remember the you go
0: (laughs) car? Someone out there still has one.
1: Man. (laughs) I'm sure and they and they're obsessed oh my with. It. There's
0: like probably a whole dude don't I'm not even going to say it cuz I know it exists, but there's you know out there there's a whole group of people that still own yugos. The indie of Yugos people. Yep. So yugo club.
1: Yeah, like the little like the scooter people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they're even weirder.
1: The scooter clubs are cool, man. Yeah, but they I don't but know but how they, cool the yugo. They they, club dra-
0: they yeah, but the scooter clubs dress like bikers. Yeah, I know. And then there's that one near us that's the Three Mile Island Scooter Club, the, the, the nuclear power plant. And they yeah. dress all crazy, like they're from the Beastie Boys' "Hello Nasty album. Oh, yeah. But anyways. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. So what I've been working on, that section of the layout where you uh, had your theater and your red light building, and we put a couple other small ones
1: there. Red light district, yep.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I... Um, I took all the buildings off. I I, re- I rearranged a couple of the buildings, not not the big ones. And um, mm-hmm. I like the layout of it, so I took a picture so I could remember, and then I removed all the buildings, and I put down – I didn't like the road that was going through there, so I put down a layer of Durham's water putty. Okay. And uh, dried that yeah. up, painted it. Now it's actually – now it's nice. looks like a road road. Nice. Um, I can't wait to see it. So I got that done. And this
1: was where at? Where at on that?
0: Where your red light district it is. is?
1: Oh, on that lower section.
0: That little platform. It's not on yeah, the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was kind of weird how that was shaped and cut. Well, I,
0: I made the road look good now.
1: Okay, good. Good.
0: So I did that. Cool. Uh, That was really my main thing this week because the Durhams, I didn't put it down right the first time. It got all streaky. And I didn't know what I did wrong. So I put it down again and I sanded it. Oh. Now it's awesome looking. Yeah. So I got that and then uh, yeah. I started putting the... Bu- I put the buildings back on after I painted it and now it's just ready for i'm gonna actually work on a whole street scene for that so cool yeah that, that's cool that was my main thing uh i spent like two or three nights last week working on that just getting the road sanded down and smooth and then you realize there was a divot or something weird and then you got to go do it yeah. you know touch it up a little bit but now we got that all good so when you're gonna come over this weekend for a, a working day so you'll see it then
1: yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that definitely am but that's cool. Yeah.
0: So I got that. Um, and I've just been kind of tinkering around with little scenes on the layout, trying to get street scenes ready.
1: No, that's good. So it's good. Not that I'm tired if you of need, If you need small details and things like that, let me know or any particular types that, of things. Neither of us need I know small that. details. But I got like mailboxes. So do I. Phone poles and shit I, th- like I feel that, like you so. and I
0: have like masses of the same things.
1: We do. I'm sure we do. So well, that'll be good.
0: Yeah. So, so I got that already. I'm just going to, not that I'm tired of working on buildings, but I, I, I want to just start doing little like vignettes within the layout and then just work right. it from there.
1: And add the detail. Cause what's and awesome. We got to get that done.
0: What's awesome is you can just pick a small area and do a little vignette, but then you expand upon that and then it becomes a 12 by 12 inch area. And then you work from there. Right. So i I'm yeah. just going to go that route for now and just work on little, little tiny sections and let them evolve into bigger areas. Right. So that's my plan here. in The next couple of weeks is is little little scenes on in the streets and stuff, and then expand from there. That way, it forces me to start small. Because the thing with the layout is, you look at it and you go, like, where do I want to? Where do I go? Like, where do I start? Yeah. And then I think, no, well, then instead of where do I start? How about I just pick a little, you know, four inch by four inch area and do a little scene, and then I'm gonna just go from a little tiny square and work out from there, versus like. A Big area,
1: right? Well, big, starting with the big area, we talked about this before, but yeah, starting with the big area, it, it gets overwhelming. Yeah, well stare, then you get analysis that, paralysis.
0: Yeah, and then you don't do anything. Right, you exactly. stand down here for a half an hour looking at it, and then you don't even start. So I'm and just in gonna... the
1: process of that when you scan out across it and you're looking at the bigger scene of it, then, and you wanted to work on something in particular, then your brain tells you, oh, hey, well, let's do this over here now. And then you forget about the other thing. Yeah. So I'm going to already started this new project.
0: I'm going to hyper focus on little yep. little areas and expand as I work out. Like, oh, I could do this in this next little right. alleyway. So that's my thing. I, I'm going to do that here. I'm going to focus on that for like the next three, three or four weeks and just do little scenes.
1: Right.
0: That's so, good. Yeah. Good. What about you? What have you been working on?
1: Huh. Well, I'm, I've been working on. I finished up the machine shop. With the, um, and detailed it out with all the little detailed parts and stuff for the um, Foxgill models uh, uh, Atlas Gorge scene. So I, I had the mill done now. I have the, um, oh, I, I had a machine shop done before, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I finished the machine shop and I did the diner last week. Okay. It's not a small structure. And I had done a couple nights, you know. You know me, I drag them out longer because I. No. I. I. That's yeah, just how I do it. And um. You never do but that. It was a. Uh, so I finished a diner up, and then I, I did a little coal, uh, coal yard area that's supposed to be built next to the boiler house, which mm-hmm. you'll just, I'll just have to show you to see it. You'll have to see it, uh, with a picket fence, and then, um, then this week I worked on Buddy's Tire Shack. Uh, it's a tire flat fixer repair shop. Little tiny shack. Simple square structure uh, with a lot of character. I added a lot of details and stuff to it. I finished it up this afternoon while you were sleeping. Okay. And um, then I, I took some photos, and those photos were put up today. I sent them to you. And, um, yeah, I
0: saw them. They're awesome.
1: Okay. And uh, I made a little, a little phone base thing and took some pictures. Because uh, I hate putting them on the green base, and then especially when you add all the little details and things like that to it. So I made uh, some some of my own detail parts. Uh, and obviously, this the cast metal ones that come with the kit. Yeah. I used some of them, but then I added some of my own. That I had some extra ones and things um, like a oil um, an oil can display uh, I see rack. It there. Okay and um that's made by best trains uh for one of their castings they have amazing castings by the way we talked about them before we've had them on the show uh but they have good castings and um and then there's that pile of tires okay so the pile of tires and that's what i'll get into real quick what i did was um and i talked about it on my post as well but i went to the to the hardware store years ago about three years ago and um it was a just a little uh, country it was in shippensburg pennsylvania on main street there's a little main street type of uh, hardware store and i went in there and uh i was just snooping around and i was like you know what i i want to get i want to make my own tires and i had this brainstorm in my head that i would get like round tubing you know the Small diameter, um, about the size of an HO scale car tire. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I thought about that, and I thought about the bl- you know the little black tube it goes inside your toilet tank and it comes out of the yeah. fill valve, and it fills your tank up. Uh huh. Okay. I bought a like I bought a yard, three foot of that shit. Oh my gosh. To uh, uh you know and It'll they last you forever. It off. Of, that's a that's a lie. It's a it will. I have tires. I can, I can make. I can make. I can make enough tires. If, you know, we could call it Tire Town. But <laughs> it was. Uh, so I bought. One, There's more one tires. There's world, more old tires. There's
0: more old tires in this town than people. Yeah. Than cars. But what?
1: What? What better way to have rubber tires than made out of rubber, right? Right. Instead of sitting there painting tires. And then if you buy tires that are cast, you know, die cast metal tires they, you, if you need a pile of them it's going to cost you you know and right or maybe you don't want them po- tire piles or maybe
0: you do not want them configured in that way
1: right right exactly so what i do is i i just take the length of, of tubing I put it on my cutting mat and i took a straight edge razor just a regular razor blade and i just chop them you know, in the thickness I want. And you can make them as thick or thin as you want. Now, obviously, you're going to make it thin. It's going to be looking like a bicycle tire. Uh-huh. But you can make them thinner for the for the automobiles. And then for your, for your uh, trucks, you can make them a little bit thicker. Um, you can even go, and I even thought about that, too, is maybe going back and getting a, a bigger diameter for a truck tire. Yeah. Okay. But... I can just chop them up in uh, fairly thin, or about the same size. If you have a vehicle, look at the size of the tire. Cut it about that thick, and then just kind of consistently the best you can. Yeah. If some are a little thinner than others, so what? You know, they made different tires from different companies. Okay, different thicknesses, just like today. You have a, you know, you might have an 18-inch thick tire, you might have a 14-inch thick tire, whatever. Okay, but so you cut them, and then. When you, the cool thing is, and you just take white glue and you kind of lay them on the lay them flat and just kind of glue the edges together just where the edges meet, you know, Yeah. and stack them up. And then you can put some, once you get through the first row, you can add a cup and you get through, you get them stacked up a little bit. Then put, lay a couple on the sides when you get up to the height you want and, and you, you arrange them by gluing them. Let the white glue dry after, I don't know. Try not to get the white glue on the outside edge, the visible edge of right. the tire, on the when the last rows and stuff. But then, yeah, and let them dry like you know, four maybe three, four or five hours, and, and then come back to it. And the cool thing is, you don't have to paint them. Don't paint them, because I made that mistake this week. Oh no! I thought, ah, oh, you know what? Let's take flat black paint from a spray can. We'll take them outside and we'll spray them. It's flat black. Well, duh, Todd. Guess what? damn tire is already freaking black yeah right and it's so rubber spray it and it's made of rubber and it looks like rubber so i went out and I sprayed it and i'm like ah oh, man after it dried it was all shiny and shit right so it's like so a facepalm moment I, I, I took the uh well yeah white, and then i was like oh man it's all shiny and this is awful and i let it dry for a couple hours you know and then now i'm disappointed So I thought I'd fix that. I'll fix that. Right? And I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought, let's take it back outside with the doll coat. And I sprayed the doll coat on it. I thought, I'll take the shine out of it, right? And I let it go. Well, now the paint gets, it's still shiny underneath. And it had like a a weird discoloration to it. And I'm like, yeah, this this sucks now. <laughs> now it looks even worse than the black paint did, you know? So I just took the whole thing, threw it in the trash can, and I just recut. And I'm thinking, why didn't I just do that to begin with, recut it? Well, why did I even bother to paint it in the first place? Right. But then I was thinking, why once I had painted it and went through all that, I'm thinking, rather than try and fix it with the doll coat, and I have that three-foot of tubing, why did I just cut some more? Cutting 50 tires took about – less it took about two minutes i'm not kidding you two minutes to cut 50 tires and stack them all and i didn't even use all 50 of them you know and and then just glue them together wait five hours and you have rubber looking tires now what i did do afterwards when i made my tire pile and i made my scene with it is i took my antique white color from made by apple barrel it's one of my favorites it's one of my goats. And we're going to talk about go-to's in a little bit. It was, it's a go-to paint. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed that as I use that for dry brushing, antique white. And um, I sometimes dry brush with white, but I, I dry brush with a lot. To bring the highlights out, I use antique whites. So, I I, I mean, I took almost all the freaking paint you could possibly you, – you always do. You're supposed to take as much as you can. But I, mean, I took, like, literally everything and then dry brush with whatever was on that brush – over those tires, okay?
0: Yeah. Now they look,
1: and and they got like, They it kind of hit the edges a little bit, and they, it made them look just a little grayer. Um, They're not and then brand new rubber looking. Right, and it doesn't look like it's brand new rubber, but they still look rubber, you know. And they, I thought they turned out really, really cool, and it it makes them look a little older, you know. Yeah. So, so that's what I did with that, and, but the but the scene is nice, and that buddy's tire shack is even a a, a tiny little i think it's like a one and a half inch by one and a half inch square building not much to it but it was a fun little cool building to do i haven't done any little ones like that in ages and uh it's it's neat it's just going to add to this whole you know mill scene that we're doing but anyhow so i did that today and so that's that's a lot we did this week i've been busy with uh between that and the diner and the diner turned out awesome as well there's there's also photos of the diner up, and um, you can check that out there as well on our Facebook page and so, our Instagram. Um, that's it. Nice. And our Instagram, I have it on Instagram as well. So. Okay. But, All right. Yeah. So yeah. now
0: I heard you have a funny story for me about <clears throat> cutting foam. Or foam uh, getting foam cut.
1: Well, yeah. So, well, I, I have I had one inch foam, and I've been stacking it up and. And glue it together because I'm doing this big, giant Atlas Gorge thing with the, <coughs> pardon me, with the, um, I'm baking a canyon. <coughs> pardon me, I don't know what that was. I, I got to wash that down with some beer. Hold on. Mm. So, um, I did the, uh, um, I, I'm doing this Atlas Gorge I, and I want to cut a canyon down through the middle just like it is supposed to be done, right? Yeah. But I need more foam to do this. so I need a 21 by 29 inch. I'm sorry, 24 by 29 inch um, area is what we're doing it. So I want these sheets to be 24 by 29. Now, I don't have a truck. So when I go to buy foam board, uh, this uh, extruded foam insulation board um, at the, you know, the pink or green stuff mm-hmm. um, at Home Depot or Lowe's is where I go. But when I do that, I can't put a four by eight sheet of stuff in my car. Right. So they got to cut it on their, on their big cutter back there where they cut paneling and stuff like that. So which is fine. And I've never had an issue with them uh, ever saying that they you know, they didn't really want to do that or, or whatever. They'll cut yeah. it for you. So um, as long as you're willing to buy the whole sheet, of course. Right. So yeah, I go to Home Depot to buy this foam, but I wanted one and a half. What's
0: that? Those guys don't really care. I'm sorry. What? Those guys don't care.
1: No, 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 no. No. This is how much they don't care. That's where the story's going. Oh, boy. Uh, inch and a half. I went and got inch and a half inch uh, foam. An inch and a half foam. Okay, a little thicker. Um, because uh, I wanted you know, I, I wanted to use less foam boards and stack them up and glue them together. So, um, they had no inch and a half foam board, but they had it advertised on their website that they did. But there was none in the rack. So I went and found somebody and I found this older fella really nice. And he comes over and he goes, well, we should have it. We should have, we should have plenty of that. He said, follow me. He takes me out be outside behind the building at the home Depot. And uh, where they have like, the you know, forklifts to go back to get the extra paneling and things like, or things, you know, I guess foam board. Uh-huh. Um, and they had it back there on giant skids up against a building outside. Okay. And I'm like, Oh wow. And he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah. He said we got one half over here, just buried underneath. It's buried under other, other sized four-by-foam boards on their skids, you know, yeah. stacked on top of one another. It may have been up, I don't know, 25 foot high, right? And he goes, how many sheets that you need? And I said, one. <laughs> oh no i thought i said i feel so bad it was like 100 degrees last week right yeah when they were doing this and he's like oh it's so, it's so hot he goes oh he said, i said no man i said I, I don't want you to have to do that. i'll just go get the one inch foam that's fine he goes no 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 he said i'll get it he said we'll get this down he said that needs to get stocked up anyways so we had to get it out he said so we'll get it was buried all the way behind some other stuff luckily on the forklift, it's so lightweight you know yeah so but um so he went and got another guy to go get the forklift, another older gentleman. And the guy, that guy, he handed me off to that guy. That guy goes, How many do you want? And I went, One. He just laughed. Just one sheet. I said, Yeah, but that's not the bad part. The bad part is once you get it out, we'll have to cut it. Oh, no. <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt really, really like I was a major pain in the ass at the store, right? Yeah. But they weren't busy doing anything else at the time, and he said that, you know. The, so they were really, really nice about it. My hat goes off to the uh, the Home Depot out on the Carlisle Pike in Mechanicsburg. Those there's, those gentlemen back there to help me out—they did a great job. So, but um, yeah, it was a funny story. I, it was one of those things you you're there and you you feel like an inch tall because you're almost you embarrassed. To... <laughs> I'm not a contractor. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting this in my, you know, in my attic or in the walls or anything, doing a big giant house project, I'm buying one freaking sheet. Right. Yeah. But anyhow, they, ho- they helped me out. So that's my phone story, but don't think that they can't cut it for you. So if you don't have room in your car to a four by eight sheet or a pickup truck, like myself, I have just a, a, a sedan car and, um, they they won't cut it down into two by four sections and you'll get four, two by four sections. Uh, two foot by four foot sections, by the way. And, um, you know, they'll cut it down. It fits into the car real easy that way. Uh, and it makes it a lot easier to manage through the store, for that matter, as well. So, um, yeah, don't think they won't cut it. They have the machine to do it, and it doesn't make a mess. So, uh, yeah, just when you go to the stores, they will cut that for you. If anybody's planning on doing some layout work and you haven't, you know, and you want to use foam for your base, you uh, don't hesitate to get that and have them cut that for you. So nice. That's it. That's my phone. That's my foam, uh, conversation.
0: That's funny. No, uh, that's good. Um, um. All right. So you, you had so one
1: on one to talk about. Okay, you got something else?
0: No. So you had something about um. No go. I was gonna say you had something about another topic.
1: Well, paints. Yeah. So well, the other week we talked about the paints are especially the craft paints and things that we got and they were like you know you go through them all and cl- make sure they're cleaned up and dry you know they're not drying out and all that okay we talked about paints in other episodes as well but what i thought would be fun today is and i was thinking about this week when we were working on it th- on my building and painting and cu- painting small details and painting the buildings as the particular paints that i seem to go to all the time now i may have like 15 different colors of brown right different shades of brown by you know with different names and, and Such on them, but I ha- I may have one or two that are my go-to's Okay, I'll use the other ones But these are the ones I go to or go to red and I want to go through some basic color go-to's not your unusual ones Yeah, just their basics and you and I'll discuss which ones we like to go to what I like to do with them since I have like a hundred some bottles of paint um, or more I like to stick them uh, the ones I, I store the other ones away in, in these big plastic drawers, uh, but the, uh, the my go-to's I have on a little shelf right near my bench, or it may be like eight or nine, maybe ten different bottles yeah. that I go to, and they just always stay out, you know, because I know I'm going to dig for them anyways. We all have those. So, but uh, yeah, exactly. So I thought we'd go over to the particular color that we like to go to for. In a go-to situation. Now, okay. like I said, color variance based on what you need, of course. But, I mean, obviously, if you're using uh, yellow paint, you're not going to just use the same yellow paint on every freaking time you use yellow paint, right? Right. You're going to try and vary it up. But for, there's one that you will use more than others. Right. So, I was using an example. Since we're on yellow paint, my favorite yellow paint that I go to all the time is made by Americana. It is called Cadmium Yellow. And it's almost—I use it a lot on like road when we do the road lines, yeah. the yellow road lines on a on a highway. So it's great for that, but it's also one of those ones that pops. You know, it's uh-huh. a yellow that pops without looking almost fluorescent or it's not bright know, yellow. It, it's good. You know, it's, it's it's bright yellow. No, but I mean, it's not but, like um, a canary. It's a pop. Right. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. I got a yellow. So, what do you go to on yellow?
0: Saffron yellow. Saffron. It's, who makes that? Deco Art Americana.
1: Deco Art. Yeah, it's okay, like okay Americana as well.
0: It's like a orangish yellow. Like a. It's I mean it's yellow, but it's it's. It's kind of an orangey hue to it, but it's cool because it's not, very bright and it's kind of like an aged yellow. Yeah. So, it's like a. It's like an, it's an age yellow. That's a good way to
1: put it. And it's good to have a uh, one that's kind of like that, you know? is I, I really didn't think about that. I, I probably have another age yellow. I don't have that drawer Yeah. out here, but yeah. There you go. So. That's my favorite yellow. What do you use for a red? What's your go to on red?
0: My go to red is I have it on my workbench. This is perfect because these are already all on my workbench. I yeah, use. Craft, that's, that's what I'm saying. I use the cheap Craftsmart brick red from that's like my red because it's oh I
1: love brick red
0: I love brick red is the way to go
1: yeah
0: I then mean, unless I'm it's doing a like little a tri- drawer. it's a- yeah unless I'm doing like a yeah a motor I did a motorcycle I did it like bright bright apple red you know but I just use craft yeah, smart brick yeah. red for almost all of my trim or anything like that
1: brick red is a is definitely a go-to for me it's out on my shelf here. And uh, any of the brick red, any of the company's brick reds are all pretty good. Uh, Craft Smart makes a real good one though. I like the Craft Smart one. It, it it coats real well. It's not too thick. Right. Um, but on a re- regular red, like a regular red red, Santa red, it's made by also by Deco Americana. Huh. And it's called Santa Red, and it's it's just like, you know, there's red, and then there is red is a little darker kind of like in santa's hat or his his coat yeah um it just it's not like it's not like apple red it's just got a hair bit of darkness to it not a lot but a little darker and i like that santa red it's a, it's almost like a fire engine huh um so yeah that's, that's that's pretty cool so that's a go-to for me is santa santa red all right
0: yeah. what about, what about green what do you I got was gonna say green? green i got a new one i'm obsessed with i think it's just a new bottle it's a brand new look for Folk Folk art changed their bottles up a little bit. But the um Folkart yeah. Hunter Green, four oh six.
1: Oh, Hunter Green's good. The yeah. Folkart
0: Hunter Green is awesome. Yeah, Hunter Green's a good one. Because it's got it's a dark, dark green, yeah, but it's, it's like a, it's, it's got like a blue tint lightly to it.
1: Mm hmm. So that's yeah, that. I like um Holly Green. I've had Holly Green and I, that's a big that is done that is an americana as well yeah holly green um i i use that for my green green then if i'm using like a drab green um this is also go to and that is whatever i can get a hold of but um sometimes um shoot it's um the uh olive green and uh olive green and an avocado not light avocado Avocado, light avocado is just too light, right? Um, but regular avocado, it's hard to find actually.
0: Olive green is always a good one. But... Mm-hmm.
1: Because a lot of things on railroads and things or whatever were used, or you know, old buildings and warehouses and things like that. Um, they painted things in like a drab olive green, you know? Right. So that's that's a, that's always a good go-to. Um. Black, I, you know, just a uh, lamp black by you know, whoever. Uh, yeah, standard black, 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 you know. Soft black but is good. My, I my... have another black called Soft Black. I just said Soft Black. Yep.
0: You took mine. Yeah, it's no, all too. Good. Soft Black's but good.
1: I, I bought, yeah, Soft Black's good. That is also Americana. And uh, that is also um, one of those ones. It When you look at it, it comes out almost like a little bit of a brownish black. Yeah. Uh, It's got, you know, it's dark, but it's, it's almost a brownish black. And I like it because when you look at black as a color from a distance, or when you're looking at it up close, it sometimes just straight black is too overpowering. Right. You know, it's like too black. Uh, But if you go with the, uh, um, the soft black, it kind of, Tunes it down a little bit, you know, and especially when you're looking from a distance, it still has that black look, but it doesn't have it's, it's it it looks all uh, just a little faded out, you know. Right. Um. So I've had you you use that as well. I use soft black a bunch. Quite now. a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a go-to. Um. For blue, I have I have two blues that I like, but you go first. You got blues. I got a new blue that I'm obsessed with
0: and it's not kind of it's kind of oh, almost yeah? a, What's
1: that one. It's kind of almost a
0: gray, but I I used it on a couple little things. It's called Silver Marlin by Folk Art.
1: Oh, I never seen that. Yeah, Silver I, Marlin.
0: Yeah, it's like a baby it's like a gray baby blue, but it's it's awesome. And I I'm waiting for the right building oh. to do a whole building with it, but I did do it. I did yeah. use it for um a couple little detail parts and some trim on a building. I actually used it on Blackwater Seafood oh. for the doors. But it's oh, like wow. it's like a muted bluish gray color. Like it's it's cool.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like a sun faded light blue. Oh wow.
1: Shit. Your mom took my paints. Hold on a second. I gotta go grab one real quick. Keep talking about right. the blue. Well, this this
0: blue is so blue. It's Shit. blue and it's nice and blue and blue, and it's got a little bit of blue in it. Um <laughs> No, it's like one of my favorite Light blues to use now, and it's good for like trim, like I said, accent colors. Uh, but easily, it's one of my favorites. Um, I, I don't, I do want to find a building that I can use it on for like the whole, the whole uh, wall section now. Okay,
1: though. okay, okay. I'm back.
0: All right, good. I was sorry just, about that. I was just BSing. I'm glad because I was running out of ways to BS about this blue.
1: <laughs> All right, I got two blues that I like. Award blue by B- Apple Barrel. Um, is a go-to. Um, your mom was doing something, painting gourds or something over there today. Look, they're actual gourds. She, Oh, shit. She had me drill them out on the bottom so she could put a toothpick in the bottom. They're like, shaped like eggs, but they're actual gourds. And uh, we went to this gourd place the other week, and she got these little round egg-shaped gourds, and she's painting them, and then she's going to put them in a basket, and they're supposed to look like eggs, and she's painting them all different co- Bright colors and things. So, um, anyhow, I, I drilled little tiny holes in them enough to put the tip of the toothpick in, so she could hold the gourd up and paint it. Yeah. And um, but anyhow, so she has all my bright colors over there. But the uh, blue that I like to use is a word Blue by Apple Barrel, and then Ceram Coat by Delta Creative. Uh, they have what this is a favorite of mine by the way denim blue and i love this one especially when i'm painting figures and i gotta paint jeans on them it looks like denim like real jeans i mean if you use some of the other blues it's like you ever see people paint paint them and they have blue and they're like these bright blue jeans it's like that kid that wore the the jeans the cheapo jeans at school when you picked on them Yeah, yeah. (laughs) like two blue. It's like they, yeah. And uh, this is nice. It's like a softer blue, and it looks like denim, and um, I love it, especially like on old farmers' pants and things like that. But I've used it in some other things too that I want to dull down the blue. Um, It is a great, it is a great blue color. Sorry. that's good. But so we did blue, right? We did blue. But yeah, that's a good one other ones that i have um so we did the basics on that and the other ones like plum and purples and shit like that i don't have they just stay in a box if i ever need the reason to maybe paint some kind of fruit or something like that i can't imagine anything else you would need that crap for but um uh, flowers or whatever maybe i don't know but uh outside of that and structure building and detail work uh for our modeling i don't see a lot of calls for any of that so don't go to the store and buy that extra crap unless you unless you absolutely have to have it you buy what you need on that right you know all right let's do white um some of the other goats i have three goats. whites okay go ahead you go ahead
0: well you were gonna rattle off something here no
1: no no white's good we'll go to white
0: my favorite white is uh apple barrel snowflake oh I've been using that. I've been yeah, using
1: that's that's a good. St- I have that one too.
0: Apple Barrel Snowflake, because it's got it's not white. It's like a grayish, bluish white. It's good. Oh. But I love that white, just because it's not pure
1: white. Oh, cool. I I had that too. I don't have that as my go-to, but I have uh, I have Snow Titanium White by Deco Art uh, Americana, and I have the. That's the eight fluid ounce jar. So that's the big, the big, not jar, but. Wait, right. You know, plastic bottle. Um, eight ounce. It's a taller one. Okay. But, because I go through a ton of white, you know. White is a big one that I go through. So I buy it that way. The other white that I go, that's a go-to, I already talked about, is the antique white. Um, and I probably have like 20 other whites. Uh, but, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why I bought all those different whites. I know. I mean, how many different ty- types of white do you need? Well, and you could shade them you differently. Know, that's white. But... I mean, obviously, you can. You can, you can dull them out or, or, you know, make them, I don't know. I, But they, and I have some that are. But if you use a standard white and you add like a drop of brown or gray to it, you can, a tiny bit, you can just, yeah, you, like I said, you can shade it out a little bit. But so I have that. That's a go-to on my white. Nice. But for for weathering and rusting and things like that, my go-to is that I keep three bottles at all times out, and that is these right here. Let me grab them. And that is raw sienna, burnt sienna, and raw uh, burnt umber. Sometimes raw umber, but. Um, so those three are the ones i use for shading or, or rusting or you know you know that kind of work and and so i keep them out because i do i use them a lot uh, i start with the darker one and then work the uh, next lightest color and then the finally the brightest color on top yeah um so uh, with the, the darker underneath and um and those are three go-tos in colors, and it doesn't really matter what brand you have, just as long as you have those three colors. They're like essentials. I'll add I'll add one to that. So one. for a metallic, all right, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, What's no, that? no, 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 no. What I was you gonna say I was gonna like, say I'll
0: just add one to that. I use coffee brown, coffee bean.
1: Oh, okay.
0: By Amer, by Folkart. Coffee
1: bean. I like Mississippi mud on brown. That's a good one. I have coffee bean too. But anyway, Mississippi mud. You use that one?
0: I have it. I've never used it. It's just sitting here
1: sealed. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I, I like that one, and I also like for a metal, I like using tin, Craftsmart tin. It's a um, molly surface, but it's a uh, it's a metallic paint. But it's it's a. I have a shiny one, and then I have a tin. That is uh, tin or nickel, either one will be fine. Also yeah. by Craftsmart, and it's just a flat. It's just a flat, you know. So you know, like you don't necessarily have to have it. Everything metal doesn't always have to be shiny, right? Know? So if you get the flat tin or flat nickel, that'll work too um, in some cases. So they're good. Those are those are three go-tos. Nice. My metal. I think we covered that pretty good. What do you use for metal? I'll do my last
0: metal. I don't use an acrylic. I use that damn Model Master metal lacquer. The one that you're oh, supposed to only airbrush. Yeah. I still use that one, and I, I paint it on. <laughs> that's my go-to yeah, metal. Yeah, that was
1: that one with that guy up in, up in Boston gave us a hard time with. Yeah, he freaked out. That's funny.
0: So that's my go-to metal.
1: <laughs> so we covered paint. Yeah. Um, so I had that. One of the other things I want to talk about tonight was when you make a, when you build a kit, Brett, Yeah. do you, do you just keep everything in the box you're working on? Yes. The box that came in, you just like keep it all in there and then take out what you need. Right? Yeah. Is that what you generally do? Yes. I was doing that. And if, but I, I I'm kind of changing that out a little bit. Yeah. But what I do now is I've been taking a cigar box. Now, I have a stack of cigar boxes we bought, you know, whatever we bought them, flea markets and things like that. There's always somebody selling, they have like piles of, I don't smoke cigars, but, you know, hey, they're great for keeping stuff in, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll take a cigar box and when that one, I'll cut all my pieces of my walls and stuff and stick them in the cigar box, right? Yeah. And then I have a little small handheld plastic compartmentalized uh, plastic container that you would cut, put like fishing lures in. It may be, you know, four inches by five or six inches, right? Right. And it has like some compartments in it. And there I put in all my cast metal detail parts and windows, okay? And then snap it shut, okay? Um, and then I have another smaller one like that that I'll do with the other odds and end pieces of the building uh, as well. So this way they're stored in three separate boxes that I'll, I don't have to sort through a box with my fingers and pushing stuff around. And every time I do that and open a lid up and all that stuff's in there, something in is inadvertently escapes. Right. And runs away and hides under the workbench or in a corner somewhere. And I don't have to issue if I have them separated and all put into these boxes. You know? So it's just something I've been doing lately is just taking the kit when I first started and breaking it down into these smaller compartments that I know where they're kept. That's a great idea. So strip wood, too. I have a, um, another cigar box. I just cut the strip wood and stick it in there. If the strip is too long to fit in the cigar box, um, I generally try and keep it outside of it because you never, never know how long of a piece of strip wood you have to have. So, but if it's if I can try and fit it in there, if I know I can get it in there, I'll stack the stripwood in a, in another cigar box. Just a thought, just an, a little helpful tip there or whatever. That's but a great idea. I don't know if you do anything like that. I have cigar boxes, yeah. but I just use and then them. I just keep them on the same workbench. I have cigar boxes, but yeah. I just use
0: them for uh, i detail parts.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's good too. You know so definitely but yeah. yeah anyhow
0: anyhow all right what's up next here
1: So that's it on that okay do, uh, do we want to
0: do uh questions pretty
1: much what i am gonna i have one thing i want to talk about you know we all always try and be, get a little more diverse with our modeling yeah it's just something i've been kicking around a lot lately and i want to try you remember like the one year i did the freaking you did it too we you and i both did a, a tank Model yeah. and a and a diorama with a tank, you know, yes. uh, in one thirty fifth scale, and and that was fun, and I, and I actually still want to do that another one, okay. Um, I, I noticed that uh, deco. Oh, sorry, was it? Um, what was it? Deco. The 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 place that makes the the casting buildings. Um, downtown Deco. Downtown Deco, yeah. Downtown Deco, if you go to their website, they just put it they just redid their website, by the way. But downtown Deco, um, I went when I went to check out their new website, I noticed they have a whole mess of um one thirty fifth scale um diorama things, kind of like uh, they oh, do at nice. Bosco models as well. Like we the like we previously purchased. They have a whole you I, I, might, might have like a dozen different kinds of them. And uh, neat, they had the base and whole works of the walls and all that. They're very different, different, you know, scenes or different war eras and that type of thing. So there's that. But what I I want I I enjoyed doing that as much as I enjoyed doing that, and would like to do another. I'm debating a new little side art thing, and uh, it's also modeling. But did you ever get on like Instagram and see? Uh, walls from the past yes check out walls from the past on instagram and he makes wall art in like a frame and it's just one side of a wall completely well detailed in in larger scale a little bit larger scale right um completely detailed like a piece of 3d art or visual art sitting that just pops out of the frame like you know uh-huh. But it's just one wall. You're not having to deal with four different walls, assembly, windows. All Yeah, you have windows and stuff on the front, but you're not assembling a building. Right. You're just doing the front side of that building or the front side of a scene. He has one of a toilet and, I mean, in like a men's bathroom on one. And There's all kinds of – that's another guy on there. What's that? Josh. Let me find out what his name is too. And I want to try this because I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, that guy's name – his site is Josh back five. Okay. If you go to Josh back five and see his work um, on there, it's all, it's all, all small detail. His is small. I, some of it's HO scale, I think. Yeah. But it's all displayable art and um, just beautiful stuff. And it's something I want to try, you know, maybe make something I could make it as a gift and, Give it to relatives or something like that. Like you know, that'd be kind of neat art. A shelf piece. Um, uh, as you know, a shelf piece or something like that. Yeah. And I want to try and do that. And uh, you know, obviously, I'm not going to stop what I do now. But it'll be a side, a side hobby type right. of thing, or a side part of the modeling art that I want to get into. Just a thought. And uh, so, and if there's anybody out there who has ideas or. Of things that they like to do that would be like that, and we're going to talk about that. It's one of our questions here tonight, and that's what uh, we asked earlier in the week. Um, uh, if there's other things you'd like to model, and I want to hear what you had to say, so we're going to hit those questions here in a little, in a couple minutes, actually. Yeah, so, well, let's. Is just, that where you're heading now? Yeah, let's roll into them now. One of those is in. One of those, I made a mistake and put it in the Wiley Scale Modeling.
0: Yeah, I'll do I think that think That's first.
1: that question. So, why don't we hit that with? Aside from
0: model structure or model railroading, what other modeling genre, if any, do you enjoy or want to try? Um, Scott says he wanted to always build a dollhouse with running water and lights, but his daughters weren't interested. That would be an awesome project.
1: That would be cool. Yeah. To do a dollhouse. Your mom tried a dollhouse years ago when you were a baby. Yeah. And – and then she, she got out of it, but it, yeah, doll a dollhouse would be a lot of fun. I think it's a it's miniature. Yeah, you know that'd be sweet. So, it doesn't have to be a play dollhouse, right? It just has to be. You know, you're you're trying to detail it out. The girls would love that.
0: Oh yeah. But, um, Ron says the yeah. occasional military aircraft.
1: Mm. That'd be fun, like a plane or something. Yeah, that would be cool. I have some ideas on that as well, obviously, but I have some ideas on uh, (laughs) a particular, a couple particular aircraft. Yeah. I I, I had to just find one. So I am actually looking for a C-130 out there and um, I'm hoping that I can find a decent one. Uh, The only ones I've seen are real tiny and small and are crappy. Uh, But I'd like to find – if anybody knows of a good C-130 model out there to buy, to build, that it can be well done. Um, Not a little cheap snap-together thing, but uh, let me know if anybody's done one. That'd be awesome.
0: Um, All right, Ron says, when he was younger, he enjoyed model rockets, and he'd like to get back into building military models. Model rockets would be fun, but that's a – I never did that. Yeah, that'd be interesting, but the, yeah, I, I don't know anything about shooting them off or anything like that. That'd be interesting.
1: If you put a lot of work into it, it may it look real nice, would you even want to shoot it off? Well, you can recover. I'd be them. afraid to shoot it off. And you never either never see it again, or yeah, what if you, you never shoot? What if you lose it somehow? Well, then I guess you lose it. That's part of the game, I guess. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know nothing yeah. about that. Oh, uh, that'd be cool though. Huh. See, I feel like I'd get carried away with that. Like, oh, well, how much higher can I make it go? How much higher can I make it go? I'd get <laughs> myself in trouble.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, if, if anybody's got details on that, put it in there. That guy's doing it. Who was that? Oh, that was Ron. Who was it? Ron Pisco. That Ron, okay. Oh, Ron. Okay, gotcha. Hey, Ron, if you got details, tell us how uh, throw on, a, on our website there, uh, kind of Give us an idea of, um, you know, some of the what all what all's involved. I mean, is it is it the uh, can you retrieve them? Do you do you, do you paint them up real nice? Uh, I mean, what's the detail of it? And um, you know, you know, are they reusable? I don't know these things. So give us a little insight if you can.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, Dan says he's been. The MP has been doing Warhammer and Minifigures. Since I was, he was a teenager, slightly larger than O scale, but barely noticeable side by side. That's there a lot of people do Warhammer. I know that. Yeah,
1: that'd be fun. Um, I'm telling you, that's a whole, that's a whole another world, man. Oh yeah, There's the war gaming and um, and the detail, the the figures and things for those. There's a place uh, in Harrisburg where they. There's, no, they're all over the country. But that's all they do in there is whole uh, is those kind of figures and things, Star Wars figures, all that stuff, and they use them for gaming and things. And some of them are beautiful cast figures to paint. Right. You know? cool. I mean, I've never done one of those, but so.
0: yeah, um, Lynn has been dabbling yeah. in videos for Lynn's you- been dabbling in vis- videos for YouTube. Um, yeah. Yeah. What kind of videos? I don't know. He'll have to let us know. What
1: kind of videos, then?
0: He'll have to let us know. Yeah. Um, that was
1: kind of vague. Here, I know.
0: Uh, Matt Propes says nothing. He always admires his dad's fine work in fine scale circus modeling. Um, someday he's gonna dig it out of his attic and fine scale to... circus modeling. Yeah, like uh, first in in scale circus modeling. Uh, everything scratch built. Have you seen
1: some of the circus models out They're there?
0: They're
1: crazy. Oh, some of the stuff on Instagram is a great place to see circus modeling. Some of those people, just amazing what they put into them. And the, I think Kathy Malott did one on one of her YouTube videos as well. Uh, she did some that actually move. A lot of them are moving, and you know they have rides and things that. Spin and like amusement parks and oh yeah and uh really cool and the circus stuff is insane it's not cheap either no nope um so. he
0: also said duck decoys and um, I like it I think it's cool he also said duck decoys and anything scratch everything scratch built he uh oh I'm sorry everything was scratch built for the Ooh. circuits from tents to wagons and everything and he also said doing duck decoys so that's pretty duck cool. Decoys,
1: is, it's all. That's a, that's a fine art, man. It is, definitely is. Um, yeah. Matt Bauer socks. And every time I go, like a, when I go to a craft show with your mom, and you'll see somebody has duck te- decoys there, like, like professionally done, so beautiful. And oh, you're yeah. like, Wow. You, you would obviously never want to use them for, <laughs> for duck duck hunting or anything like that. But, right. Yeah. You know, no. Oh my God. Some of them. Are, I always wanted to maybe get one, but. Wow, there's something else.
0: Matt bowershot is looking at doing Vietnam era 135th scale helicopter. Ooh, um, that's, oh. picking up, that's picking up troops in a rice paddy, as a tribute to his father who served.
1: Oh, nice. That's pretty. That'll be awesome. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, you could make like the the tall grass in the rice paddy kind of going out from the from the force of the the rotors on the on the helicopter oh yeah oh man that'd be so cool to do that and shape that out like that that'd be insane cool i want to see photos of that Matthew. i want to see that when you get it done please share that with us
0: definitely um dan banks Mm -hmm. done a lot of plastic kits planners ships i think it's planes ships and i've done rc planes he grew up with trains though Grew up right beside them. Today, I don't care about the modeling. Other genres, I also do other sessions to provide non-modeling time that bur- prevents burnout.
1: That's important. That is very very important. We talked about that in the past. Oh yeah, you need to. So, s- no, I mean, you need to do other things. Yeah. Yeah, your running helps with that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you have to have other hobbies and and things even if this is not a hobby, but particularly something that you can do with your family or friends uh, that is just not related to the modeling um uh, but doesn't necessarily have to be another craft um, I, I I like the idea of another craft and stuff like that but but uh you know, there for a long time it was we had to reenact you know we had hockey or we had you know and you had the running and things like that. so I mean, it was it's uh, it, it's good to have that. You have to mentally, it, you can take yourself to a bad place if all you do is sit in a room and build models all the time. Right. As 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 horrible as you may, you're probably sitting there going, "Oh, Todd, you're being a dick." No, I'm not, because if you if you uh, if you do that, you're not getting exercise. You're not getting out. You're not socializing. You're not. You, know, you, you have to have that part of your life as well. Otherwise, you could end up with health problems. Yeah, you got to get up. Know, so. Do something else. Get outside. Yeah. Touch some grass. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not just talking physical health problems. I'm talking about mental health problems. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um,
0: next one. Greg Cat. Oh, I'm sorry. James Powell's doing movie miniatures. That's yeah. cool. I love
1: seeing his stuff. His stuff's sick. Oh, oh my God.
0: Um, hey. It's insane. I don't even yeah. know how to.
1: Yeah, If you see him on Facebook, check out his stuff. That's on Dirt Spot 7. Uh, it's, it's it's incredible. Dirt Spot 7, check out his work. Uh, but he works in movies. He works, on, he works on large-scale art as it is with his company. Right. And then to see, we've had him on the show. So listen to this, go back and find those shows um, as well. We've had him on a couple of times, um, James Powell. But his, yeah his art, his, his scene stuff is beautiful. M- the movie stuff is great. It's incredible. Yeah.
0: Um, Greg Cassidy, he set up a huge Lamax Spooky Town Village every Halloween, and he sometimes modifies the structures. That's pretty cool. And who was that? Greg Cassidy.
1: Oh, Greg Cassidy. Yes. Yes, uh, that would be cool. Hey, share some of that for us, Greg. Yeah, he I'd did, like to see some of it. He did put a picture up, but still. Oh, okay. Share some more. Out. Um we are all about that. I know. Uh,
0: Hector says he makes large scale dioramas for action figures and he's getting into RC boats. He's
1: getting into what
0: RC boats.
1: Oh. Oh R C boats.
0: That's interesting.
1: RC. Yeah. Now, do you just do RC boats? Like, where? Where do you do RC boats? Hector, tell us where you do RC boats. I mean, is it like, is there a special, like, body of water where they just have RC boats you can go to? I know that there's places where they do that with RC cars or, you know, or trucks. Um, but, you know, do they have like a, is it like a, I hate to use swimming pool, <laughs> but I mean, is it somewhere where a place where people could take the boats and run them or race them, or do they go in a lake or a pond or you know? I'd be afraid if I took it out into something like that and they got weeds and everything else gunked up in its, in its rotors and things. But it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of neat to know. It's cool. It's a cool thing. Have you ever seen any of them, Brett? I have. That's amazing. Yeah, they're really awesome, but. I'd like a little more information on that, too, man. People, use our pages to share your information, please, because we need to learn. We want to learn and know more about you and right. the things that you do. Definitely. Um, definitely. That's cool. Um, what, was the other, what was the other thing he did? It's dioramas for action figures. Oh, for action figures. Yo, oh, yeah. Well, again, Jason Jensen. Check out his stuff, his Star Wars action figure uh, scenes that he makes uh, his whole – he has, like, a whole – uh, diorama thing for action figures for Star wars it's 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 insane the details just amazing check him out
0: yep uh Eds is on here Camilla oh she's in the oh. di- 164th diecast too and most of her project dioramas are oh my 164th gosh.
1: on Instagram she has amazing amounts of those um those uh, diecast vehicles yeah and they're beautiful. Her modeling is absolutely beautiful. I can't say enough about it. And not just that, her her structure building, her, all of her, she does many different types of, of modeling, but her um, die-cast cars or vehicles are really, really, really cool. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. And if you guys, like I said, you get a chance. Singapore model, is that Singapore? Miniatures? Singapore Miniatures on Instagram. Check them out. Um, it's just it, – it's it's really nice work, amazing work. And she's a sweetheart.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, William says he used to build uh, World War II-era allied planes, and he loves a P-38.
1: <laughs> the P-38 is a hell of a plane. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, definitely.
1: Oh, that's cool. We've got a lot of – we got a lot of airplane modelers out there, right huh? I know.
0: Um, another one here is Joe, as a joke, he likes to model uh, swimsuits. Oh! We <laughs> don't, did not, see, don't put we pictures did not up. want to
1: see pictures of that. No. <laughs> we did not want to see pictures of that, Joe. No. Sorry about that. Um. You ever see the P-38? We were back on the P-38. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, okay, because it's got that double fin on the back. Yep. Um, on the tail, and then it's got the one, the yeah, it's it's, it's just so cool.
0: It Go is ahead. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Stephen builds all types of models: military tanks, armor vehicles, airplanes, civilian vehicles. One genre he has not tried yet is sci-fi, so that would be something he would like to try and build. That'd be awesome. Ooh. Yeah. Check out, like I said, check out Jason's stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sci-fi is, is that's i see more and more of that lately happening the sci-fi stuff and i see like uh robotic type things that are i'm seeing having a lot now and uh Definitely. transformer type sci-fi stuff uh, that's a lot of stuff i see instagram is great because i don't have to other than just going there liking and putting a couple comments up it, it's just you can just sit there all day long and just look at people's photos oh yeah oh my of their modeling it's insane it's endless. It's one of the, it's, yeah. It's the coolest. It's the coolest part of social media, in my opinion. So definitely.
0: Um, next one is Oliver. A year ago, he bought a laser engraver, and a, a 3D printer. So he was doing more stuff in engraving wood, canvas tiles, t- um, and tools for all his friends. He bought them both for model railroading but didn't get a chance for using it yet. So, I'm sure, we'll have some. That sounds very similar. So,
1: so, he's making stuff for other people, he hasn't had a chance to use it for what he bought it for. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how, wouldn't that be uh, just how it is, man? Yeah, <laughs> once people find out you got an engraver or uh, a laser cutter, uh, you're gonna have. Them wanting stuff from you before you can even do your own thing. I'm sure you get uh, you'll get bugged about that all the time. Oh, for sure. You know,
0: um, Jay Wiley. No relation, I don't think. Okay. Uh, radio controlled model aircraft. The P forty oh. E Warhawk military fighter kit he built and covered this past winter, and he has wow. sixteen other various builds and sizes of of radio controlled model aircraft.
1: Oh, nice. So
0: that's pretty wild. Yeah, um, and yeah. then the last one here is Tom. He says military tanks and etc. That seems like it's a very popular one,
1: right? So military tanks. I mean, and and it's not just tanks. It's armored vehicles and everything else, and and of course the the figures for it and everything. it's, it's so fun to build them, and there's so much variation you can do with them. Uh, so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to some questions not from there. Let's go to the ones from the group now.
1: Okay. Um,
0: Mark, these are, are different related. Mark says, what has been your biggest struggle with the hobby in recent months, and how did you overcome the work? I don't know. I didn't really have a struggle.
1: In in recent months was struggle with the hobby. Not sure. <sighs> Boy, I don't know what you mean, but I I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you, you build things, and you see them. Not as once you're building them, you're, you see them and they're not coming out like you, like you thought. Yeah. I've had that, you know, um, that's a, then you struggle with building the model because you're like, ah, it's not really turning out or looking like I wanted to. I've had that happen. I had that happen as well with when I was doing the red light district. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. What I did with the red light district was neat, but after I did it, I was like, I had all these other plans for it. And then we took it down there and it didn't kind of work out the way I wanted. We kind of ended up breaking it apart and putting it on in different parts of the city. Yeah. You know, which is fine. You know, but I had, yeah, I had the church and, and all that. Um, you know, I was going to sit, the church is almost too big to sit next to, to the, uh, to the porno district red light area. (laughs) But, um, because you know, because of the way it's shaped, right? But I wanted a city church. Then I, we took it down, and I'm like, ah, this will look better up here, and you know. So yeah, it's it's a struggle because it's not exactly what you wanted it to be when you were doing it. Yes, the buildings came out good, but then it got old after a while. It's like, eh, how much seedier can I make it? You know? Right. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to make. I don't want to make everything too seedy So what I did with the three structures, that's enough, I think. You mm-hmm. know. And, uh, but, but I struggled with that a little bit. It was an idea I had. I still, I should have done. I should have just broke down and bought the one that, that Foscale model sells the red light district Yeah. and done it as that was like, the inspiration to begin with. But, you know, I did have fun designing and making my own, but you know, like I said, it was a struggle because you're like, eh, it's not really looking like I wanted to. Then it came out really good, but then I ended up breaking it apart because it it just didn't fit right with the theme uh, so it looks better now the way it is right but uh yeah you know, that was my struggle but outside of that i i don't understand the question entirely but yeah
0: um matt's miniatures match miniature world i'm sorry uh who motivated or motivates you in your modeling follow up on how do they did they change you to grow your skill sets we've covered this in monstrous detail over the last 174 other yeah. episodes um but like yeah a lot of you guys posting pictures and yeah. in that Instagram, yeah, Facebook, our, our listeners. Uh, and then you know the yep. typicals. We don't need to run through the whole list, but the typicals, you know, Dave Frary, George right. Sellios, all those guys that they're a huge right. inspiration. But even you guys pumping out crazy awesome yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Um,
1: I agree. I won't. Nothing needs added to that.
0: Yeah. Um. Ed Horst choice of adult beverage or any beverage during recording building, and then any change of any change with glue used, <laughs> any change with use of glue and why. Uh, so my first uh, one is uh, right now I'm just drinking a sparkling water, a bubbly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking a uh, dogfish head 60 minute IPA. Um, but lately I've been if I drink any adult beverage lately, I've been kind of low carbing it, due to my doctor telling me to low carb it, and um, I have uh, been using uh, the the yeah you know, low carb beers yeah you know Michelob Michelob Ultra or Miller Light that kind of thing yeah yeah so.
0: nice uh, and then no change in glue as far use as here. regular
1: drinks. Yeah, water. No. I drink a lot of water. I, I I drink the beer more so when we do the podcast. Yeah, I drink the I drink a lot of water at my bench because you know I just want to hydrate as much as I can. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Uh, and and I don't have any change in glue use. Yes, if there was glue, a the glue. glue.
1: Yeah. Um, not really. I threw I threw away the school glue. Oh, good. Um, I threw that away a couple weeks ago, because uh, it really sucks. The Elmer school glue. Yeah, <laughs> I use just plain old white glue or wood glue, and then I have my, um, uh, you know, insecure, uh, glue that, um, so what is who makes that? The CA glue. Yeah. You know, yeah. Very. Nothing C- really, nothing's really changed. All, they all put glue. their own label on it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um. Yeah, Bob. Those those things are made by Bob Smith Industries. Anyhow.
0: Alright. Uh Go ahead. WSD model works. Favorite color to paint a building.
1: I think well, white we kinda covered whites all, and grays. Covered favorite paints. Whites and grays. Yeah. Whites and grays turn out. They look awesome. And I all mean, the details just pop off. You on can them. do blue, but it's gotta be the right blue and you know, reds like a barn red, or you know, that's that's always okay, um, as long as you don't make it like super bright. You got to fade it out with some, you know, sand some of it off, or you know, fade it out by dry brushing it a little bit or something. Yeah. But uh, or stains, stained ones look cool too, like wood stain ones. Um, you know, that are actual natural wood and they're stained. You ever see some of them? Oh yeah, I've done a couple or a mix of the both you get the paint and the stain showing yeah you know some sections that are painted and some sections that aren't uh and they're done with like a natural wood color that were stained so yeah those are cool um yeah i just yeah I mean, whites and whites whites and grays Grays look good yeah definitely
0: yeah i'm the same way no disagreement there um what was one talent you discovered you had that you didn't know you had when you started building
1: mm.
0: sharpening toothpicks and you re using toothpicks so there's nothing I think left of them
1: mainly the whole overall thing is a talent i didn't know i had yeah you know i didn't know that i could build a structure and then make it look you know what i consider look good you know um but i didn't know i could do that and i thought when I first got into it, I thought, "Wow, this is kind of this is this may be a bit much to handle." But it really wasn't, and uh, and then of course, you know, I didn't know that I could do that. I I don't know. There's many there's many facets of the of building and constructing, or modeling, or different types of modeling, or the scenery, uh, the landscaping, the scenery um, that. You're, you'll shock yourself in what you've done or learned, and what you can or can't do. Yeah. So I think all of it is surprising. You Definitely, know? I really do.
0: I think my ability to just slow down when I'm working on something too. Yeah. So. And
1: to eyeball it, to really eyeball it. You know, and say, okay, this is this is what we need to do color scheme wise to make it look good. I may not have been able to do that before. Right. You You see, you're right. Slowing down for, you know, slowing down that actually helps everything. So, but.
0: All right. Uh, next one is Scott Perry is about to start construction of a new layout on the Penoles mining company in Durango, Mexico. Uh, it's O scale. Anyone aware of a kit maker in O scale that might have something like this? I would look up and talk to Jake Johnson and any of our other guys we've had on the past that have done like yeah. Western scenes.
1: Yeah, they would know. They would know when we'll a lot of that stuff. Uh, Jason too. Oh yeah, and Jason. Um, Jason has done a lot of modeling of like Colorado style, you know, modeling. Same with we we talked about. Um. 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 Sean. Um. I'm oh, sorry. Uh. James Powell yeah and uh james powell uh has done a lot of that style modeling as well and he knows a lot of people he used to own a san juan central them done, done uh by malcolm Furlough. yeah uh, he bought that or had that itself so um yeah you might want to talk with with him on and that as well and find him at dirt spot seven like i said so yeah but yep um
0: last one from this set is uh from hartwick trains hey guys good to hear from you glad to hear you back um he, so i'm gonna ask what's been your most memorable thing about building your layout or dioramas together does your daughter have still, still have interest in doing her little build yes my daughter uh, wants to do another building um and oh yeah I'll, evelyn wants to do one now so i'll do one with her now she's a little older oh okay um, uh, but I don't know, just yeah. hanging out down here. It's fun. Like, like,
1: I think that's it.
0: Yeah.
1: The time that I have doing that, you know, the time I can get in here and just, and do the work and then bring it down there with you and then you and I can work together for us. It's about, I think it's about just being together, building and, and making something really cool together. And then, you know, working looking at it and making it, you know, visualizing it, and making it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, For us, I think that's, that's the, that's the draw. Just hanging out, playing the music down there while we work and laughing and yucking up. It gets pretty funny. We do a lot of bullshitting down there and it gets pretty, pretty laughable. It does. But, uh, but we, you know, it's all good. It's all fun. But um, yeah. And then look at your work together. And, and the, the cool thing is I can look at Brett's work or he can look at my work. And we'll say, hey, you know what? This would be a good idea. That would be a good idea. It's a big help, you know. So uh, I don't know. I think it's just, yeah. You know, these are these are parts of the hobby we, you know, that you love, and and uh, there's not one particular part about it because you do it that you, that, that isn't fun. Yeah. Right. So.
0: I agree. All right. Uh, let's jump into the sports question of the week. Did you do two sports questions? Yeah, Sports I have a, question I have two number two. Sport.
1: I do have two sports questions. Why can't I find the first yes, one? Yes, I have sports question number one. I don't know. Sports question number one, one was about how do you find time if you're a sports fan?
0: I just watch TV. I'll answer that one quick. I just watch TV while I'm working down here. There
1: you go. Okay.
0: That's my quick answer. I don't have any other. <laughs> that's how I just put the football well, game we'll on read down the here. question.
1: Did you find the question?
0: No, I can't find it. You,
1: what the hell is wrong with you?
0: you I, I, I just scrolled down through. I can't find it.
1: I'll find it because I put it up there. Oh, here it is. So I found see. it. I found Sports it. Question oh, my two. gosh.
0: Holy cow. Okay. I found it. Yep. Woo. All There's right. A There's a lot, a lot of answers here. if you're a modeler who enjoys sports which ones and how do you make time to fit them around your modeling schedule well I already gave you mine it's hockey and football and I watch it while I'm working down here um what about you real quick before I go into these questions the answers I mean
1: um I I will start in the morning Uh, you know I love watching the college football so I'll start in the morning. Usually college football here on the East Coast doesn't start till about noon, um, unless it's an Oklahoma game and it's 11 o'clock. But <laughs> um, it's 11 there, so it will be noon here. Right. But, um, so, yes, yeah, so the noon games. So, anyways, all the noon games start. I work until about 11.55, and then I run out there, and I watch a game that I want to watch. Now, I have a TV in here. Okay, but my question, it's not really a question. If I had that TV in and here and I'm working, guess what ha- doesn't happen? Then you just sit there and watch a game. I'm not working. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. And if I'm going to watch the game, especially if it's a game I really, if it's a game I don't really care about, I'll just put it on here and I'll watch it in the room. If it's a game that I have to watch or something I really want to see, well, then I'll go out in the living room and I'll watch it out there. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and um, yeah, to me that's yeah I I that's part of the break. You know, you got to give that break. So you start in the morning early, work until almost noon, and then you go watch some games. Usually, if the games after the twelve o'clock game are not good at the three or four o'clock game in the afternoon, and they're not so great, then I'll probably come back in here and work, or I'll watch the second game. Right. But uh, you know, So usually Saturdays, once football starts, I don't get as much done. Uh, on Saturday, I'll wait till Sunday. I'm not an NFL fan. Uh, I don't not a, not a fan. I mean, it's, I don't watch it as much, you know. Right. I don't watch the games in NFL quite as much, so I will uh, definitely use my time in the workshop on Sunday. But yeah, anyway, you go. Go the questions. You well, go to the answers. I mean. All right.
0: Um. Larry says MLB, and he puts it on in the background while he's making, while he's working. Uh. Scott. Oh. oh okay. Scott Perry, he listens to the Braves while building. Uh, <coughs> Steven, yeah. the only sport I watch is hockey, which is perfect. Uh, but he's a Blue Jackets huh. fan. We so, love that. Yeah. Flames, but he likes the Flames, flames and in the Oilers. Oilers, which that's a hell of a game every time. Yeah. And he's the same yeah. way. Modeling room in the TV in the modeling room, so he watches uh, while he works. Uh, Ron is into English premier okay, league great. soccer.
1: Oh, and it's okay. on Sunday morning,
0: yeah. Saturday and Sunday mornings here. So he just stops to watch the live broadcast and then, uh, or he'll record them and watch the replays. Nice. Um, Dan, hey, that's
1: kind of like all of us. We, they do it the same way we do.
0: Yeah. Dan all banks says not a huge sports fan. Um, he may turn a game on at the bench in the background, but that's not he's not being glued to it. Uh his daughter though right. has found the right path and has taken the hockey. So he suspects he'll be watching more hockey uh in the future. Oh. So I can't he'll wait get to hooked. hear his opinions in, of sports and hockey. Um Yeah. Shape trifter modeling says NASCAR and he puts my glue put my glue down and turn the T V on. So he sounds like he just walks away and Watches his NASCAR.
1: <laughs>
0: Hartwick trains football and college yeah, bas. I, what's
1: that? No, no, go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah, you're the same way. You can't sit and watch and work.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to stop.
0: Yeah. Hartwick trains football and college basketball. He watches on TV while I'm home doing whatever things need to be done. Or he listens on car radio. Um... Lynn is in the NASCAR, but he forgets his own most of the time and when and when he does remember, he tries to watch when he can. Um
1: Yeah.
0: Rob Chatton, not a big sports fan and no longer play any, but living in Calgary, it's the NHL battle. Of Alberta again. That is always a hell of a game. That's the second time that was mentioned here. You can't but you can't if you're <laughs> that game is brutal game of hockey.
1: It's man, they they hate each other.
0: It's it's the best.
1: <laughs> but you know what? That's that's it is a, it is an amazing rivalry, and people forget about that. you know? it's the it, best. It, it, how much of a rivalry that one is? It's yeah. always the best. Yeah,
0: no matter who no matter who you like in hockey, it's like the it's good. like the
1: Wings and the Avalanche. Yeah, or it's like the Wings and the Avalanche, or Penguins Capitals, Chicago Blackhawks, and the St. Louis Blues, or the Capitals and the Penguins. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are yeah and every team has their one team that they got, yeah you know the spies except the coyotes you know?
0: so.
1: but that one is particularly that one is particularly nasty it is about always
0: Alberta. bad. um Dave Stanton is hockey first then college football and he works while watching or watches while he's working yeah. um Ed Horst hockey Tampa Bay lightning and college football. Just don't build those days or might do something prior to games like you.
1: <laughs>
0: Chris Mince is college football is about all he watches, or he'll listen to a Phillies game. Um, Joe okay. Collins, huge Mets baseball fan. He hung a T V room TV in the layout right. room and he gets the model every night there's a game. That way he just I hey, I've done I do that in hockey. I just go downstairs and watch all the games downstairs. Right. Um Matt
1: Probst
0: Probst says it's easy. I shut off my cable TV so I don't have to pay those criminal one red cent. (laughs) (laughs) Matt's Miniature World. I watch plenty plenty of sports, football, hockey, college, basketball, and he has a TV near his workbench so he can enjoy both at the same time. And Dan followed up with his hockey comment, and he says, My daughter has decided we are now Ducks fans for no other reason than the Ducks. I mean – I should not be anticipating a lot of wins this season. <laughs> no, you should not be anticipating a lot of wins this season. But listen, Dan. Now you have the privilege. Now you have the privilege of riding through the emotions of a bad team as they rebuild and get better. And then if you <laughs> stick with them, eventually they'll they'll win something big, and it'll be worth it. Yeah. That's what's. Yeah. It's good if you I'm pick surprised. a team. If you good. It's good if you pick a team that struggles. Because then when they finally win, yeah. it's like it feels sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know how I'm surprised how many people just said hockey they like to watch hockey. I know. Wow. Maybe I'm we've turned by all
0: that. Maybe we've turned oh, some people into hockey. Maybe. Who maybe. Knows?
1: Maybe. We have another question, sports question as well.
0: Yep. All right. This so, will be the last question. We'll, we'll wrap up with that. Yeah. Sports question number two. For the week, list your top five NFL running backs of all time. So I'm going to break the rules. And, okay. Yeah. And I'm going to name my top college football running backs because I don't like. Okay. I don't follow pro football enough, and I don't know.
1: Okay. And this yeah, is mostly ahead.
0: from my time.
1: How about you list your five, and then I'll list my five, and then we'll go through theirs. And these are
0: in no order from best to worst. I don't. I'm just going to throw them out there.
1: Okay, and you gotta keep in mind a lot of these guys ended up being pro football players anyway, so go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing it on a college level. Yes. So I get it. All right. Um Okay, here we go.
0: I'm gonna start I'm gonna start and be a little biased in the first one, and I'm gonna say Adrian Peterson. From college. This is college. Oh, AP. Adrian Peterson in yeah, college. Yeah, but
1: he, had a great, he, had, he has a great program. And then team. I'm going
0: to I'm gonna go follow oh. him up second with Samaj P. Ryan. Only because Samaj P. Ryan oh broke. Oh,
1: my God. You are bias
0: Samaj P. Ryan broke. Yeah. Adrian Peterson's all-time rushing record in a single game.
1: Yeah, well, true. He did do that. Against
0: yeah. Kansas, but yeah. still.
1: And he was great. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Now I'm going to go off the record with Oklahoma. And I'm going to throw another one in there because I threw two Oklahomas in. So I'll do six. All right. Reggie Bush. Okay, okay. Reggie Bush in college.
1: Oh, from, yeah, USC. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, well, was,
1: Reggie Bush was – he was fun to watch, man. He was like a fool in a china shop. He, he was crazy. Yep. And he was fast. Yeah. But he um, pulled right through the middle of the line. He what? Uh, he pulled right through the middle of a line, easy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um like, he go right up the middle and he pulled like three guys down the field with
0: him. He was a tank. Go ahead. He was a know. tank. Um oh shit, my I pe- agree. my notes went away. Alright, here we go. I got him back. This one's gonna come out of nowhere, but I was looking at stats to find my answers and Marion Barber from from Minnesota. Marion Barber? From Minnesota.
1: Didn't he just pass away recently? Yes. Yes.
0: But still, if you looked at his stats, he was a, an animal.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was when he was in college. He was, definitely.
0: <laughs> so, I'm going to throw him in there. Um, come on, you. My laptop just – the whole screen went away. I made my list. Oh, my gosh. Where would my thing go? All right, well, I'm just going to make them up then. I can't make them up. I had them ready. This is pissing me off. You bastard. All right, hang on while I refresh all this. My Google Doc. All right, here we go. I'm back. I'm back. All right, this one's a little before my time, but I'm familiar with his words. Is Ricky Williams. Oh yeah. In college. Yeah. Was insane. Yep. All right. Now we're gonna have a fun one. Um and this is gonna be cringy, but O. J. Simpson. Oh. In college.
1: He was amazing. He was amazing in USC. He was amazing when he played pro.
0: Yep. And then you my know? my last one is Herschel Walker.
1: Yeah. Herschel Walker was uh was was quite quite uh Athlete man. There was some amazing guys well, out there. How today. about Emmett Smith? Emmett Smith was good as well. Like I
0: could go down the list, Dad, and you could just played, you, he
1: played in Florida. He did. Yep.
0: You could no. go down the list and just hit a whole bunch of people, like ridiculous yeah. ones. Steve Owens. So you want my five?
1: What? Steve Owens? Yeah, <laughs> Steve Owens.
0: Anyways, all right, your five. Go ahead.
1: No, the shooter. Yeah. My five. Now this is you know college or pro, whatever you want to make out of it, but Walter Payton. Oh my. Walter Payton was my favorite, period. Above all. Maybe and he did have he did hold the record for a while, but it wasn't just that. It wasn't because of that it was because Walter Payton was a class act. Never any extra crap. Didn't spite the ball. He handled the, this is in the pros he didn't spite the ball. He just made sure you got he made the referee sure the referee got the ball yeah, he didn't. He celebrated on the sidelines with his teammates and stuff. But Walter Payton was a class act, quiet guy, and he did the job on the field, not with his mouth. Yeah, you know, I liked him. Um, I, next up, I'm going to put Barry Sanders in there. Um, Barry Sanders, uh, another great running back, a horse, um, Oklahoma State. Um, Ew. Yeah, well, he was a—he was a—I know, I know—he was a poke, but you know, he was—he uh, yeah, was amazing, and he was a more amazing even as a, as a, uh, as a pro football player. Uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, I will put him in there on that top five, and these are not necessarily in their order because it's kind of hard to judge on some of these guys based on era. their era, right? But now I'm going to throw two, my last two at you. Are favorites of mine. One was Earl Campbell. Oh boy for the University of Texas, but um, I liked Earl Campbell. man had thighs on him the size of a freaking 100-year-old tree
0: on each leg. (laughs) And
1: and he didn't just run at you. He ran you over. And some of the names I see on the list and stuff that people made in here, uh, we're going to talk about some other guys on that list that can run you over. Um, And I will go with... It's a tie. It's a toss-up. But I will say Franco Harris, the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and Eric Dickerson of the Los oh, Angeles yeah. Rams. Yeah. And those are the top five or six that I have. They were all workhorses. Um, you think about this. AP, Barry Sanders, Earl Campbell, Eric Dickerson, all four of those guys came from what was the Southwest Conference or what would be today. Big now 12. is the Big 12. So um that's pretty impressive, actually, when you think about that. But, um yeah, and I'm not sure where Walter went to college, but um we'll find that out. All right. So that's what I have. You want to
0: go? Let's do the answers here. Brian Williams says, Foskel Models, Bar Mills, Cannelly Craftsman Kits, Southampton <laughs> ro- ro- Water work, uh, Model Works, and Fine Scale Miniatures. Yeah. That's a funny one. That's pretty funny. All right. Ro- I don't disagree with that either. I know. I know. <laughs> Ron Piscoll. Uh, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Larry. I Is it Zonka?
1: Larry Zonka,
0: Herschel Walker, La- and Franco Harris. Yeah. Barry's- Larry
1: Zonka was another one of those guys that ran people over, more so than maybe anybody in the NFL. Is he just he, a machine? His nose was crooked. He had the porno star mustache, the big black <laughs> porno star mustache. He looked like his head looked like it was a battering ram he was one ugly looking creature and he ran his name his he was as ugly as his name sounds okay it's like if you I'll think of like bronco nagursky who used to play, oh my gosh right way way back right and you think of that and you look at that guy and you are going, "That was one ugly dude and his name matches his looks well larry sanka's name matched his looks
0: for miami but
1: dolphins and he during their Super Bowl years in the seventies, and he just flat out would when I say he would pull guys down the field fifteen yards, fifteen yards, and I'm not exaggerating. He'd have four guys hanging on his back, okay, and some of his own players trying to pull them off, and he pulled the whole thing like a train, right in the end zone. It was just
0: he, he just looks mad in all his pictures. Oh
1: my gosh, he does, and um. But man, he was a workhorse, hell of a football player. They couldn't stop him during those years, those early '70s years when he played. I mean, it was it was insane. That guy, that was a hell of a football team, that Dolphin team. Anyways, go
0: on. All right. Um, Matt Hankins says Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Jim Brown. Emmett... You know,
1: and I, and I don't. I was too little to remember him. I, I was just a. Like, Tiny kid when Jim Brown was playing football. Yeah. So I can't really say. I mean, there's there's lots of guys like that, but then how do you compare that to errors? He had the records, man. He held the records for the longest time, and uh, so how do you debate? The guy was amazing. I've seen film, but by the way, uh, sweetness, Walter Payton went to Jackson State University. Huh. So, but anyhow, I was just trying to. I didn't know where he went, so I looked it up. But, um and then to finish
0: am. to finish Matt's list Emmett Smith Walter Payton mm-hmm. and Ladain Le- Le- and Le- Dan- Tomlinson.
1: Oh, what I lo- date really? Yeah, he, hey. I mean he's good. Yeah, I'm not knocking anybody's list. I don't want to do that. I just I, I guess I just did didn't I? Yep. But um,
0: Rob Chatton says. Sorry about that, Matt. Running back to Saskatoon. Burton Cummings couldn't name one. <laughs> Um Marty McGurk, Larry Zonka. That's he said it again. <laughs> Man, Larry's getting some shout outs. Um lots of good ones from Glenn. Jim Brown, Walter Payton. He
1: said Larry Zonka is the correct answer. Yes. He didn't even give four others. <laughs>
0: yeah, he just wrote, That's it. <laughs> End of story. There's no arguing.
1: Uh, right. <laughs>
0: um Glenn says Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Gail Sanders. Oh, Gale Sayers, Barry Sanders. Gale Sayers,
1: oh, yeah. I forgot Gale Sayers. He was a track star, too, Gale yeah. Sayers. I think he ran the Olympics, but he was amazing.
0: And LT yeah. again. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, John. That's John... the
1: second LT. Wow. I know. I know. Don't get me wrong. He's an amazing running back. I just uh, don't know if I put him in the same list with all those guys, but, yeah, that's, that's great.
0: Um he, he's
1: I I i take him on my team any time when he was playing. Yeah. Why well, how, how can you not? Yeah.
0: Uh John Spinks says only name on his list is OJ. O. J. Simpson.
1: Oh wow. Um <laughs> well Hey, he was, he good was in football. like I said, the man could play the game. And uh I re- I remember him when I was a little kid and uh yeah, he was yeah. He was something else. Definitely. Um, yeah. You know?
0: He was out of this world, he just had problems with gloves. <laughs> um, Matt's miniature world he says Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Herschel Walker, Eric Dickerson, and Jamal Lewis.
1: I can't even argue with that, except uh, yeah, Jamal Lewis. He
0: said, I had to throw a hometown hmm. guy in there.
1: Oh, so okay, he's well, just being that a makes homer. Sense. Yeah. yeah, Homer. Gotcha. Um,
0: and last one is last list is from James Donovan, Gail Sayers, another... Eric Dickerson, Walter yep. Payton, Jim Brown, and OJ again.
1: Oh yeah, uh, like I said, these are all really good lists. Yeah. I'm really impressed with the our with, with the the comments that we got on this. I'm really impressed. It's that's um, I didn't. I'm I'm I'm. I don't on... even disagree with this selections they were all awesome running backs i think the best list was, was from marty was wild... yeah marty <laughs> that's it
0: there's no other answer
1: one one guy
0: larry zonka he should have just put him on for all five all five of his like man, one. You get a
1: chance to watch some youtube larry zonka i'll uh, do just it now YouTube larry zonka, like, watch that guy man there's gotta be a clip a highlight reel clip of that guy oh i'll find uh, it insane insane so so nice <laughs> list well, that's pretty good. We have a pretty good wrap today. Yeah. I think. Well, I think. There's not really a lot of football going on. I was going to talk football and stuff, but there's really not a lot sport-wise unless you can think of something. Well, I know yep. football started this uh, weekend,
0: and we got football every week now until February. So.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And we're, we're, right now, I, watched, I tried to watch a, a preseason game last night. and I, You know, there are no names that I've ever heard of, and most of those guys, I'd say 75% of those guys are going to be cut. Anyway, so you know, it's not really I can't I can't get into it, right. you know, and uh, yeah, so it's just not it didn't it wasn't good, you know it's not good ball. Yeah, but and it doesn't matter anyways. They don't care if it's a good. Ball. Those coaches could give a shit, what you know, whether or not it's good football, you know. Right. Uh, they some of them don't even want to do it, <laughs> you know. They don't even want to do preseason. They just want a longer season then. I have heard a rumor this week though on the college end of things that um this week i saw i read an article it was on espn somewhere and um in in their on their website um they're talking about there's rumors and uh, i guess some chatter going around uh the college football world that the bowl games now not the the playoff games but your your other new year's day bowl games right um and your big bowl games well they're gonna take those ones they're they're not going to it's a, it's just a conversation right. they're not moving them but they're talking about instead of maybe instead of having them at the end of the season where nobody will participate because they don't want to you know hurt themselves or or not go to you know hurt themselves before the pro draft or right. whatever if they're going to the pros. you know we've seen it as key players aren't playing during the bowl games now mm-hmm. so now they're talking about moving it to the preseason and having preseason games prior to the start of the regular season sometime in like mid August uh, and and do the bowl games there. So you would move some of your bowl games there. There's the consensus from a lot of coaches are, are they're liking that idea because it gives them a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a full fledged game, but you know, now your top players are getting to play, but they're also getting tested. Yeah. You know? So the rivalry won't necessarily be as strong. So if you're going to play, and it never is, anyways. Right. So if let's say Oklahoma is playing Florida, okay, in a preseason game, and it's it's the Gator Bowl or whatever, mm-hmm. okay, and they're having a Gator Bowl in August. Now I get to test my guys against another Division One A school from the SEC, right, and see how they muster and. You know, especially if we're fighting for a quarterback position or a linebacker position. And so I'm getting to test them out, but then we're not babying it either. You're playing the win, but, hey, you know, we get to see the top players. We get to see what they do. You know, can you guys get hurt? Well, yeah. yeah any but they game. get hurt at the end of the season, too. You can get hurt in these preseason games in pro football. Right. You know, it's it happens. It can happen. You can get
0: hurt when your team's you know, playing – uh, you can get hurt when your team's you playing bowling green.
1: Right. You could pull a muscle in the gym working on the, the Nautilus equipment. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, If you're going to be a wussy, then don't play the game. You right. Know? So, so you know, I I, I kind of like the idea of it I myself. Do yeah. But they like it because they get to test that. Nothing sucks more than in this in the fall when you're doing scrimmage against your own team. And number one, now you got to worry about your own players hurting each other. Okay. This way, at least, you, at least, if a player gets hurt, he goes, "Hey, I got hurt playing in the bowl game." Right. You know. Now that game won't count, or maybe it can. Maybe that game can count towards one of their games. Yeah. You know. Uh, I don't know, but, but I don't think that that's the way they're looking at it. They're looking at it as it's a game. Right. You know, and it won't count. But, you know, we play it to win because we want to. You know, and the players are going to play. So they so they can get a spot on the team. Yeah, you know. So they're not riding the pine; they're they're getting to the start a game because they played real well in the Fiesta Bowl, right? Or the or the the Outback Bowl, whatever the hell it is. Uh-huh. So I, I I don't know. I kind of like the concept. I like kind of what the there's there's some things that are happening that are changing that are changing the game a little bit, and not necessarily for the great on some things, but I think for the better on on a lot of other things. Yeah, no, I so, agree. Yeah. Definitely agree. Anyhow, have you seen this? A lot of these, what's the deal with these helmets? I'm seeing I'm seeing pictures of, it looks like a cover. They're putting over these helmets now. They're I see them
0: on. For practice or for
1: concussions. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you don't get that clanking of two helmets right. together. during a practice. Causing a concussion on your own players. Okay, I see. And I guess it's just like, look like little pillow covers over top. Yeah. Pretty I interesting. like it. Yeah. Well, there's talk in that too, of them using that at the high school football level. Oh, good. And then uh, constant just like making them wear it at the high school level. Good, they should for games. Now you're not going to see that in college. You're not going to see that in pros. Yeah, but but uh,
0: yeah. Well, good. Yeah.
1: Anyhow, that's Sweet. it.
0: Well, that's a wrap, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, am going to go to bed here.
1: <laughs> I know. I know, dude. No, you're so. good. I'm sorry we had to record late People, no it's just, fine but um you yeah, know just uh sounds good we'll have uh i think next in two weeks we may have a guest so nice. i'll hold that t- keep to my vest and uh we'll keep that tight to the vest here until i confirm some stuff yeah and we'll go from there and i think you'll enjoy that well of course you'll enjoy that show yeah <laughs> sweet so, all right all righty All right, folks. Oh,
0: have a good one, guys. We will see you in two weeks. Peace out. Later.